You're listening to Orlando Bajitas, Radio del Barrio Aslan, with a special feature presentation, bringing back one of our comrades here, homies of the Medicine Way, and that is uh, David Kukula from uh, Traditional Ancient Medicines of the Four Directions. Pues, uh, welcome back to La Onda, David. It's been a while. It's uh, good to have you on board, and uh, our listeners are really excited about the work that you've been doing. Uh, thank you, Miguel, and all of you there at KPFA. It's always a pleasure to come back and spread the good news. You know, there's always uh, so much out here we got to deal with that, you know, we we got to keep hope alive and always tell people to keep hope alive. you got to stay engaged in the struggle. To a special edition of La Onda here, featuring our special uh, curandero, medicine man and advisor, uh, David Cocula. Uh, who's uh, at this point here in East Bay working out of Olympic High School, uh, trying to uh, teach young people how to find their path and their way. Well, David, as we were talking about, you know, uh, the fact that the system, the government society has failed youth, it seems that you're beginning to engage these young people. Tell us a little bit about the group itself. I mean, what's the, like, uh, is it a diverse group? Uh, and uh, what's the ratio between, you know, young men and young women? Uh, <clears throat> the group is uh, uh, pretty well mixed. Uh, uh, colors, uh, gender, uh, religious beliefs, cultural backgrounds. And, um, we know and what I told them that, uh, regardless of the color of our skin, uh, and our cultural backgrounds, um, our bones are white and our blood is red and that we do have some common ground and so let's let's find that common ground and uh let's uh let's talk about what it is to feel safe because in all the in, in all the healing work that I do Miguel it's uh the first uh requirement is that you need to feel safe and uh, our students, when they leave the high school, uh, they're always looking over their back because they don't know if they're going to get shot on their way home. And uh, the school district uh, has refused to provide extra security in spite of the fact that we lost a few students here a little while ago. Uh, one of my students uh, just lost his brother. Uh, who was uh, shot uh, 40 times and slain. And so we have uh, an issue of... Uh, we're, we're at the bottom of the pole here, Miguel. We're, we're the nobodies. Uh, none of my students get bused to the school. They have to find ways to get to school. Either their mom or dad, or if they're working, then they can't come to school. When school's out, there's no bus to take them back home. And uh, there's a baseball field that's vacant because there's nobody there who wants to coach a baseball team. Uh, the lunch program is the leftovers from Mount Diablo High School. And so this, a lot of the students don't even eat the lunch there because it's so disgusting. 
So it, you know, it's um, it's huge. What? But at the same same time, uh, the principal there at the high school, uh, Mark Lopes, uh, African, uh, very open minded and wants to change the attitude and change change the dreams and visions of that school. And I I, I want to help him. I want I want I'm on board. And so we got now. Um, I talked to Mark here just. Uh, this week, I gotta actually talk to him again today, and uh, we're talking about bringing in some nutritious food for them and starting a whole math class. <laughs> we can't do it during the lunch period because the lunch, uh, the cafeteria is controlled by the school district, and we can't compete with with the dead food that they give them. So at one o'clock, we're gonna start a, a, a nutritious uh, health program um, and we're going to get food donated by the White Pony Express. It's a Sufi organization here in uh, Walnut Creek and they're going to be getting organic foods. Uh, they have uh, contracts with Whole Foods and Trader Joe's wow. and they're going to start bringing in the food uh, in, into the school and I'm going to organize a uh, a program there where we're going to have a whole mech class. We're going to learn how to cut lettuce, and we're going to learn the value of carrots, radishes, and cucumbers. <laughs> and how to prepare them, you know, which is which is really a good thing. You know, I, I just flash back to my own, you know, reality as a young person and as a, as a kid, as a youth, you know, full of anger and rage. Uh, and a lot of times that was due to the fact that I went to school on an empty stomach. Yeah. And, and uh, when you're dirt poor uh, and you come out of farm worker reality, uh, you know, where you can't even, you know, uh, eat the food you pick. <laughs> uh, yeah. it, it's really difficult to go to school on an empty stomach. And, you know, on an empty stomach, words just don't stick. You know, sentences just don't stay. You know, you're thinking about food. You're thinking about being hungry. So that's, uh, that is a, a real good, uh, thought and, uh, you know, uh, uh, an idea of what you're doing here and getting the local community, the progressive, uh, you know, uh, stores like, you know, Whole Foods and so forth to be able to give something back to the community and help these young people. Uh, David, um, Tell us a little bit of what uh, a day looks like for you. You know, just a normal day in you know, the start of the week, the start of your class. What does that look like, you know? Uh, how do the young people react? Uh, how do they receive? Do they interact and so forth? Well, the way it's evolved is that uh, the students that have been expelled uh, from the, uh, from Olympic, uh, due to, uh, drug and alcohol abuse, uh, they're being referred to me. And so then I've been meeting with them individually and getting them back on track to their dreams and their visions and their purpose in life, uh, reminding them that they're born with a gift and that gift is to find out uh, their purpose in life and what they're to give back to the community. And so in that process, we talk about drugs and 
alcohol. And I, you know, Miguel, I, I have no interest in uh, telling somebody how to live their life. But I do have an interest in uh, why you're doing what you do. And, uh, for example, I got uh, one young uh, male student that school gets out around 1 o'clock. He lives up in Vallejo. And so there's no bus service. And so he has a bicycle, and so his dad works in Martinez. And so he drives, uh, he rides his bicycle to Martinez, and gets there about 2 o'clock. Then he sits in his dad's car for four hours, waiting for his dad to get off work so that they can go home. So he's got a four-hour hole here that he's been sitting in. And this kid is depressed. And so what's he doing those four hours? Well, he steals, he robs, he finds some booze and some alcohol, gets drunk, and then he goes get some drugs and gets high. So he can bear the four hours he's sitting in that damn car for six hours. And uh, so this is, you know, this is what we're dealing with. We're, we're dealing with a um, community that refuses to acknowledge uh, the have-nots and those that are being rejected. And, um, you know, the funding's not there. The money's not there. They don't, you know, we, they don't... Um, they they just don't want to respond to our needs and I tell I, I tell all my students and all the ones that I counsel that you know what you're you're really the geniuses <laughs> of the new world and I tell them that because most of the ones that I talk to they can't sit behind a desk for six hours every day. Most of them are restless. They got something else burning inside of them. And it needs to be expressed. It needs to be welcomed. But the, the, the education system that we have today isn't geared to meet the individual needs of each one of our young people. To be able to meet the, the gift. You know, it's a, it's a, it's a program. And, you know, they want to program you so you can sit for six, eight hours in a cubicle and do a computer and support some kind of a, a mechanism that doesn't really feed your soul. Well, so I'm, I'm, I'm dealing with all these young adults that are starving for someone who can see them and the gift that they carry. Well, that's... Why, and why, why it's working, why this program is working is because they finally met an old man you know, who can actually say, I can see your gift, and we're going to develop it. Well, David, we're going to leave it right there, and uh, we're going to come back here after a little break and talk about exactly how, you know, through your curriculum, your methods, uh, how you actually reach that in a young person and then bring that out. Uh, we're dealing with our old Curandero, uh, advisor here on uh, ancient medicinal ways and 
uh, also someone who is a guide uh, to all of us in finding our spiritual strength and uh, our path. You know, good having this conversation with you. But as we were talking about, you know, students, young people kind of starved, something missing, uh, they're also at a place where, uh, you know, people are hungry. They want something. And traditional ways of education, you know, doesn't deal with that. It deals with getting you academically prepared in the so-called five R's, you know, of academia. Mm-hmm. And now, of course, technology and so forth, which even alienates the human even more so from the natural world. But but tell us, David, uh, on a day... Uh, you know, what is your curriculum? How do you, let's say you get the group of young people uh, and you notice that the group might be uneasy. Tell us a little bit about uh, one of those four-hour sessions that you might have with the group and how, what that looks like, what that sounds like. Well, um, it, it, it starts with um, me uh, burning some sage. And uh, the principal warned me that the fire alarms might go off, and so he's a little scared about me bringing and burning some <laughs> <laughs> And at the same time, these young students want it. And so, so what we do now is uh, we go outside, and before they come inside, they'll sage themselves. And I tell them it's a spirit bath. And uh, I, I tell them that, you know, there, it's no different than taking a shower and using soap and washing your physical body, but you also got to wash your spiritual body because there's a lot of negative energies around. And this is a good way of cleansing yourself. And Miguel, you'd be absolutely shocked how they gravitate to that sage. I mean, they, they're wanting it. There, there's, there's a the spirit's almost, call. Yeah, there's almost a desperation, almost a a thank you for somebody who's bringing something of meaning into my life. And um, I think that translates into um, what I'd say is that every one of us, I don't care who you are wants to belong, belong to something, to someone. And when we can create a safe environment for these young ones so that they feel like they belong to something, there's a sense of letting down, a sense of relaxing, a sense of I'm okay. It's while someone's here willing to listen to me, someone here who cares about what I'm thinking, someone who actually wants to talk to me about my dreams. And so the sense of belonging uh, translates for myself into a lot of the gangs that we have here at Olympic High School. And uh, we have them. And... I understand the meaning of them because uh, these young men want to belong to something. And at the same time, uh, a lot of these gangs and uh, their values is uh, around protection. 
and the way they use that protection is through violence. And uh, for myself, violence is the absence of conflict. In other words, as long as we have a tongue, there is no war. As long as we have a tongue, we can communicate and we can dialogue our differences so we can find a new platform to stand on. Well, you know, David, you've been doing a lot of work uh, dealing with youth and youth gangs, uh, you know, for years. I know that you're an advisor uh, to Barrios Unidos uh, based out of... Uh, uh, Santa Cruz, California, under the direction and leadership of Nani Alejandre, who is a long-time, long-time activist and advocate to end the bloody war between Norte and Sur and other groups, you know, to end, you know, barrio, you know, gang warfare. Uh, yeah. So, you know, you've uh, you've done a lot of work in those areas. But, but David, we have about uh, four minutes here, and I want to wrap it up. But, again, yeah. I want to go back to, uh, you know, your work, and especially, uh, you know, in dealing with uh, the gangs and so forth. Do you find that uh, are young women, young girls also involved to that capacity with gangs and that kind of violence? Uh, yeah, it's not gender-specific. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it's not color Pacific. I think we need to get away from this color Pacific. That is just gender. black and brown. Exactly. Exactly. And it's not white against black. It's not black against brown. It's not brown against red. It's not about yellow against white. We need to create a dialogue. That's beyond color and find uh, a way in which we can dialogue our differences. And again, it's the art of communication. Uh, honestly, Miguel, we've lost the ability to communicate and uh, we've lost the ability to uh, stand firm in the fire. I call it the fire of conflict. Because when we don't stand firm in the fire of conflict, we resort to violence. And in violence, there is no victory. We all lose in violence. Yes. Moms lose, children lose, families lose, and then there's revenge. There is no solution there. It's not a solution. It's proven itself that it doesn't work. No. Well, those are things that we have to get to a consciousness. And it looks like, David, that you're doing that work. You know, you are beginning to instill those kinds of ideas in those young people's heads. Because the schools, you know, and the society has failed them. And uh, the work that you're doing is both, you know, honorable and, uh, you know, we're very glad that uh, there's some folks like yourself, uh, an elder of the medicine ways and the spirit ways, uh, giving that information and passing that knowledge on to young people. Well, David, we're going to have to leave it there. Uh, we will come back uh, in a month to continue this conversation with you. 
the work I know in the field that you've taken is ongoing, uh, and it's uh, you know it's something that needs to be addressed. And you know you're addressing it there uh, in East Bay, there in Concord, in the area of Concord, and hopefully persons listening tonight uh, will really pay attention and pass the word. Because uh, what you have to offer, your knowledge and, you know, dealing with this problem in the trenches, up front with it, uh, is something commendable. And uh, it's just uh, really good that you're willing to join us and share that knowledge and insight into the work that you're doing. And we here at La Onda, uh, we support you, we have your back, and we will continue to give you this platform to talk about this essential, crucial you know, work that you're doing at this time. That was the voice of David Kokula, longtime activist advocate in the Four Directions and Medicinal Ways, and uh, we'll be hearing back from him next month. Stay tuned.